0: My name is Elizabeth Evans, and I'm a homeschooling mom to four kids, ages two through nine, and we are learning how to make joy normal.
1: My name is Bonnie Landry, and I want to welcome you to season two of our podcast, Make Joy Normal. Um, we want to thank everybody for their support and, uh, and how much you've shared this podcast with uh, your friends and those who you think it would be helpful for. Um, I am a wife, I'm a mom, I'm a grandma, I've been homeschooling for 30 years, my kids are ages 14 to 33, I only have one at home now, I'm a speaker, a writer, a blogger, and I guess we're podcasters now, Elizabeth, (laughs) and uh, I'm an advocate of joy, so welcome to our podcast. Okay, good evening, how are you? Good, how are you? good. I'm going to start with my spiel, as you say. Um, <laughs> uh, first of all, if you'd like to submit questions to our podcast, please do so via uh, Instagram. You can message me or Facebook, my Facebook group, make Joy Normal, Or you can also um, get me through my website. There's an email contact page. Uh, whatever way you'd like to submit your questions, we're happy to receive them. And uh, Elizabeth is a master at grouping them in such a way that they, they all make sense. Um, and also, I am told by the, the uh, podcast people, tell people to subscribe ask people to leave a review uh, that's how our podcast gets more known and so um, it's it's uh we've experienced a lot of growth and thank you so much for all the shares that you have given us it's uh it's been lovely but very exciting for us to to see where this podcast life is taking us yes. so uh we are going to be talking about today uh, i don't know what the questions are yet but the questions are about mom guilt so under that major heading uh there's a lot of mom guilt.
0: A ton. A ton. Yeah. And I, I feel like I contacted you this week and just kind of thought, okay, I have something very specific. I'm feeling that mom guilt about let's make it an episode. <laughs> <You know?
1: laughs> it was a great idea. And I put it out there on Facebook and yeah, had some beautiful responses from people like, yes, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. I feel mom guilt. And some people responded with only a couple of things. Some people like had, I, I had a laundry list of the things they feel mom guilt over, but the struggle is real,
0: right? Oh, it is for yeah. sure. Um, so I, I kind of thought I'd start with sp- like being specific about what I was going through this week with my own guilt and kind of right. how I resolved it in a very non Elizabeth way, <laughs> if I could coin <laughs> a, a new phrase, but, um, oh, that's awesome. and I, I asked my son's permission to talk about this because I want to be you know, courteous of him and his feelings since this Mm -hmm. is like public forever now. (laughs) But, um, so he does struggle with ADHD, which makes learning very, very difficult and teaching very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. And I've tried different curriculums, different things. And all the while, I feel like he's just been falling behind. Um, and you know, every time I talk to people, they, they try and validate by saying, Oh, kids with ADHD are notoriously horrible spellers. They do struggle with math and, and a lot of it has to do with their inability to really kind of focus on that kind of stuff to really bring attention to it and learn. Right. Right. And so I just was feeling so defeated, so much mom guilt, you know, really kind of thinking, am I, best educator for him because I want him to thrive. Right. That's what we want as parents is for our kids to thrive. And so, you know, kind of almost lucky for me now is really not the time to even consider pushing a child maybe to a school system because they're all whacked right now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So it kind of dawned on me that I'd never really actually looked into seeing if there was anybody that had made a homeschooling curriculum for ADHD kids. Oh. So, I just thought I'll google it and I will say I haven't found a specific homeschooling curriculum that does that, but there were a lot of online learning um websites that I found and Great. one in particular kind of had mixed reviews, but kind of in desperation my husband and I decided to give it a try. And the reason it's very anti-elizabeth's thinking is because i've kind of always been against technological like using computers or ipads for learning um because I, i just i guess i have this old way of thinking you know that 100 years ago they didn't have technology and kids learned you know
1: yeah exactly
0: so anyway i've been pretty against it but as i'm reading you know i'm learning about adhd and how um they need a focus point right and my son is really good at focusing when the tv is on or you know when there's a computer game right and there's a reason adhd kids are able to kind of use technology to their advantage right and so i kind of threw up my hands and i'm like i'm gonna give this a shot (laughs) so we started it today and I actually went to my husband and I was crying because our school day just went so amazing. My son Aww. wanted to keep going. He, he was yeah. like, I'm going to do the next lesson. I'm going to do the next lesson. And it, it was like, okay, maybe this is going to work. So I can't hear right here, a review on whether it will work or not, Right, but it feels like a step in the right direction. And right you know, I'm kind of using it as a bridge to kind of maybe fill in, you know, I know you talk a lot about how kids are where they are supposed to be, you know, there's not right. really being behind. But also, I feel like he was behind in, in learning. You know, it was almost like we were just staying in the same place, you know, right. instead of moving Well, and it's forward. interesting,
1: because, you know, I mean, we all have to, only the parents know the kids the way they know the kids, right? Mm-hmm. And so we all we always have to just respect that every family has its own things it's dealing with, and we can't get inside that, right? right. So I mean, you can support a thing or or honor a thing, or um, you know, uh, sort of have a certain idea about how things will roll, but ultimately some kids are going to learn better different ways and sometimes we really have to think outside the box even if it's our own box like I don't want to use any technology Mm -hmm. right um I had a friend just a a kind of a similar story but years ago I had a friend who her and her husband are actually both teachers and they wanted she really loved the idea of unschooling Mm -hmm. right and so for several years she tried to be an unschooler right but she was super stressed out all the time and ended up you know after a number of years putting her kids back in school right mm-hmm. and so it, it might have been I mean I don't know you know that was her life and this is mine but it might have been a situation where if she had not really hung on to this ideology that wasn't working for her, she was just too stressed for it. Whether it was working for the kids is one thing, whether it's working for you is quite another. Right. right? Right. Um, And so, you know, we have to always be addressing that. Like what, what is it that can work for me and for my kid and, you know, different things are going to work for different kids.
0: Mm -hmm. You know,
1: what, what, what can work. And so, you know, good for you to be able to find out, okay, this is, you know, and I'd love to hear three months from now, I'd love to hear how is that working? Because maybe it's ideal.
0: Right, right. right. Well, and also uh, another thing, we're not using it to replace everything, you know, we're still going to sit down and do dictation one-on-one and we're still going to, you know, further our um, history curriculum that we're doing, you know, so it's not like I'm just, here's the computer go, like I'll actually sit with him and, you know, check in with him, you know, do you understand this? Should right. we replay this, you know? And, um, I, I just feel like it's kind of helping me maybe learn other ways of teach, instructing certain things, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, it's interesting because last night we did, um, this interview that I did with father Harrison was about the parents role in education, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so we went through the catechism, those sections in the catechism about, you know, and and ultimately, what's required of a parent is to be in charge Mm
0: -hmm. of the child's
1: education, you can contract out either via, you know, a website or via a teacher or via a school, you can contract out. Yeah. but it's it's that it's the taking the responsibility is what a parent is obliged to do about right. where that education goes right so I mean you're the only one you're the one who knows your child best right yeah. you have to be able to to do that so maybe we can check back with you in in two or three months and sort of see where things are because I yeah. think that would be interesting for other parents who are dealing with the same issue
0: right because I, I think as a homeschooling parent there's nothing worse than feeling like your kid is losing traction and losing ground in their education, right? Yeah. you know, because with, especially with kids with learning disabilities, not just ADHD, you kind of have it from all sides, you know, can they read, can they write, you know, how are they on right. spelling and critical thinking and, and simple math, you know, it, right. it's, it's a lot. And it, I was very weighed down by it. it. You know, it was like, I looked forward to the weekends because I didn't have to worry about.
1: Right. you know, the homeschooling
0: yeah. ass. And I, I really enjoy homeschooling my kids. I don't enjoy doubting how they're doing.
1: Yeah. Just because the questions in my mind, so it's probably in other people's minds is what, what subjects do they teach on this particular platform? Just right. so that people know.
0: So, so far um, it does a K through eighth, I think it is. And so you right. can, you can kind of pick and choose. So I, I went ahead and did the K through third for my son. Um, and, but you can pick, so say it's math, you can say, okay, well actually he's pretty great with math. So we'll do fourth grade math for that, but his language skills may be first or second grade. So that's great. But to answer your question, it's like language arts, um, math, then history, Or like social studies, right? So math, but with the history aspect of it. Um, And then science.
1: Okay. I'm And so do you pay per subject or you pay per? It's
0: a monthly pay. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so it's one flat fee. So you can access all of that depending on what you want. Okay. We should have the name of the company just so that we can.
0: Yeah. um, I think it's time for learning.
1: Oh, okay. I've seen that.
0: Yeah. So it, it really has mixed reviews, but then. So does every other yeah. <laughs> online site, and so I, I kind of thought since I'm not trying to use this as you know the sole way of educating him, right? You know, I could probably pick and choose. And one thing I'm looking for is making sure it's not Common Core math.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So people will, you know, just on the topic of people um, uh, sort of giving mixed reviews about things. I, I happen to come across a review of somebody reviewing my workshop on on some thread i don't even know how i came across it but Uh anyway it was stumbled across it and so you know there was these really all these really nice comments about you know how people had gained and what they had you know thought and what direction it took them and all that and then this one person said um you know if she's on youtube she's just out to make money that's all youtube is about everybody on there wants to make money. And I thought, wait a second. I was actually making money on that workshop and I made it free for YouTube. <laughs> was like, right. Really? Really? Do I look like the big money maker? <laughs> oh, well.
0: <laughs> oh, wait, says the person, was this a YouTube video talking about people monetizing or was it just a written review?
1: Yeah. Oh, it was a written review. Oh, okay. All right yeah but it was such a funny thing and and my son actually told me that when we got our youtube channel he says mom sometimes people are going to leave really awful reviews yeah. just so you know that's what happens and and you know and I, so it's a good thing he, he said that because i it was like um yeah like okay
0: right you can't please <laughs> it's everybody part
1: of the program right yeah so just to clarify for anybody out there i'm i'm not making money <laughs> <laughs> Oh right. um, so okay, let's get on to the meat of our questions. All right. So Mum Guild. Uh yes. Elizabeth's Mum Guild and One Way Through Mum Guild.
0: All right. So let's see here. Um, oh, this one was a good one. So um, the person on Facebook, I, I actually forgot to write down names, so I apologize. Um, but uh she said that um she worries that she's not patient enough.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're not. Right. (laughs) You know, we're not patient enough. You know, we, there's no such thing as the perfect parent. Right. Right. Um, Should we be working? to become more patient yeah of course you know we should be working towards being better human beings um and i think that really the starting point i'll I'll tell you this i am not a patient person okay and it was my probably my biggest concern is like am i patient enough to do this because i'm not patient Mm uh but i had the wherewithal to think okay maybe i can learn patience through this which is really really what happened you know it was that i through having small children through you know um working through uh you know their education with them i developed a lot of patience over the years and i would consider myself now a pretty patient person but um you know was that, that, that was a long track so you have to be very gentle with yourself wherever you're at right mm-hmm. I feel guilty because I'm not patient you know so okay so try to be objective you know am am I actually really impatient or am I just kind of a normal amount of impatient? whatever amount of impatient you are, you should be trying to get better at that right, right. Um, and and sort of master ourselves in in those areas you know and whether it's anger impatience or whatever. But, um, you know, we have to be gentle with where we're at, and maybe even say to your kids, you know, hey, I'm, I'm working on patience, right? And this is how I'm planning on doing that. But sometimes I'm going to, sometimes I'm going to blow it. So, right. um, you know, so in terms of dealing with the guilt, I think the primary thing is just being gentle with yourself is okay. I recognize I have this problem, right? I'm not very patient. And Uh, you know, small children will bring out the impatience in all of us, right? Even for somebody who was maybe patient before that, right? Prior to having children, you know, uh, we have to learn that skill sometimes all over again, if it's something that you naturally already had attained, right? And so be very, very gentle. And just um, sort of, if you can imagine yourself kind of learning in baby steps is that, you know what, as long as you are, positively working towards improving that which you think is is a detriment then then you don't have to feel guilt about it because you're doing something about it right, right? yeah and so i think that that's something we have to you know hear us hear over and over and over and be gentle with yourself take yourself where you are and move forward it's not doesn't mean just okay to be impatient it means that you've acknowledged something good self-knowledge right, right. you've acknowledged something and now okay, what do I do about that? How do I learn to be more patient, right? right. Um, well, you know, I so- think
0: um, for me, I re- recognize my patience kind of wanes by the end of the day, you know, like mm-hmm. yeah. in the morning, hey guys, you know, can you pick this up? You know, okay. 10 minutes later, it's still not picked up. An hour later, it's still not yeah. picked. And then it's like, okay, that's mm-hmm. when my patience is gone, you know? Yeah. Like,
1: um, so- When I think with most things, probably most of the kinds of things we're going to come across that there, there's a certain amount you can do to, to manipulate your environment, Mm -hmm. to make that thing better. Right. Right. Um, But then there's also this acknowledgement side of things is like, okay, what is the reality of this? Because ultimately this is about guilt, right? Mm -hmm. So, so is the guilt going to go away about you being impatient because you grow in patience? maybe not, you know mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's where you have to, the other side of it has to always be present, right? You know, I am going to, um, you know, actively work on myself so that I can put aside that, you know, feeling of guilt. I can apologize if I've, you know, blown my top, I can, you know, take time for myself, if that's going to be something that will help me so you can manage things. Mm-hmm. And it's a good idea to manage things, but then we also need to always be looking at, okay, where's this coming from? Um, mm-hmm you know, is it coming from my imperfections? Well, you know, I'm not perfect. And and as long as I can acknowledge that and move forward in, in whatever areas I can, then that's our, then you're you're doing all that you can. And, you know, just know, like, regardless of what you're seeing, you know, it, we always look at somebody else and think, oh, there's so much more patient than me. Well, you are in public too, right? You take your kids out in public and you're just, you know, a beacon of, you know, kindness and patience, right? Because we public... Oh, yeah we publicly parent better you know better than we privately parent I remember saying that to myself when my kids were young if if only I could be the mom I am in public when I'm at home right <laughs> you know and uh you know but that home is where we are safe safe enough to you know blow our corks now and again or, or whatever it's if those things are happening all the time that we need to really take a good hard look at that it's always going to happen right occasionally right
0: yeah yeah um well, moving on, and this was mentioned more than once, um, but the house not being clean enough, or if, if it is clean enough, that means kind of neglecting that face-to-face time with, you know, our kids on an individual yeah. level, you know, yeah. which I can relate to 100%. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's an interesting one because the house isn't clean enough. You need to end the sentence for what, right. Right. For what, yeah. who, who is it? Is it, is it for you? Cause for me, that would primarily be for me, right. Mm-hmm. That I, you know, if like, I start to get pretty agitated if, you know, I don't mind toys laying around things like that, uh, you know, that, but if I feel like Dishes are piling up, and you know there's leftover food sitting out, and things like that. That that would get to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so so is it for your own um, self preservation, right. right? Or is it because you know you're worried that your husband's gonna f- feel like um, you know you're not doing a good enough job? You're not holding. Is it a sign? You know, do you feel like it's a sign that you are are um, you know inadequate? in some way right um something to to bear in mind just as a, a practical management tool again you're going to look at man- the management side of things first um you know if you had your kids in private school even if you had them in public school there's a cost to that right um and you know if you feel like you're really uh would benefit from this if if you had your kids in public school or private school, a private school, obviously there's a big expense there. Could you take a 10th of what you might have paid for a private school and apply that to, um, to getting some, you know, housework help, right? Right. Maybe you have someone come in every two weeks and do your bathrooms or, um, you know, it doesn't have to be a, a, you know, you get someone every week and it's a, you know, huge expense at the end of the month. But, you know, could you get someone in Mm -hmm. uh, to help out? Could you, you know, if you can't afford an actual professional cleaner, could you, you know, is there a, um, a girl that could come in a homeschool family that has an older daughter that might want to, you know, make minimum wage and, sure. and help out with some cleaning and whatnot, you know, those are, those are um, certainly viable options from the management perspective. Um, you know, but again, I think that we need to, we need to find the answer to the question. My house isn't clean enough for What? right what is it is it my expectations is it because it's difficult to find anything is it um, because I'm worried my husband I because because I don't want to have people over what is the reason for that because that's what we need to take a look at in terms of the guilt right, right. Um, you know when when we feel guilty about the house if we don't know why we're feeling guilty it's a bit hard to to deal with the guilt right so if it's, say, it's something that we feel like our husband is going to feel like you're not doing a good enough job right mm-hmm. um that maybe you know that really has to spark a conversation is you know i'm i feel like i can't keep up so how can we manage this better or i feel like you might be judging me because i'm you know whatever and maybe he's not at all maybe he's completely unconcerned um maybe he doesn't realize you you it's starting to drive you crazy and you need some help right um, and of course as your kids get older too you can pull them into the into the picture but I think really looking at the why who is it is it you or is it someone else that you're feeling that guilt about right Right.
0: um
1: or is it simply that you know you just feel um that you feel inadequate to to do all the things right Mm -hmm. um I really appreciated when we had Trent on here a few weeks ago you know and he said just know that if you're going to homeschool something's got to give right if your wife is home all day um you know probably supper's going to be on the table and your you know, your house is going to be reasonably tidy, right. If the kids are at school and your wife is home, right. You know, if both of you are working, well, that's a whole different ball game. Right. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, you know, if your wife has a full-time job educating your children, mm-hmm. you know, we have to put expectations in their correct place. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I think that it's a really important question to look at. Like, wh- where is the guilt coming from? And then be able to respond to, okay, um, I need to offload this. I need to, um, you know, either get some help or take some time for myself or uh, solicit help from outside or from inside my home.
0: Right, Right. Yeah.
1: And, um, you know, a, a messy house is you know, a sign of life. (laughs) Right. And sometimes we just have to, you know, be okay with that. You know, I, am a big advocate of order and I don't mean like I have a pristine home in any way, but just in terms of knowing where everything is, is important to me. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, and for me, the answer to that was just having less stuff, right. It was just that simple, just owning less stuff, owning less toys, only owning books we actually want to read, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and sort of decluttering, uh, our lives mm-hmm. um you know that was in terms of on the management end of things that's that was something that was really important to me and i also think is just an alleviation like say for example you were minimalist okay and i'm not a minimalist but say i was and i only owned you know enough dishes for exactly the amount of people in my house and you know whatever you know just exactly what we needed and no more right, right? if you can just imagine sort of how much um clutter visual clutter mental clutter that would alleviate mm-hmm. right so um you know if you this is another analogy you sort of think about your your pots and pans and dishes and whatnot in your house if you had five people in your house and you owned five plates five forks five knives two pots one frying pan you know five cups right as opposed to what you do own all, most of us own way way more than that right um, imagine how simple housework would be
0: mm-hmm. right
1: there would never be piling up there, can't, there couldn't be right right and so you know um just but just the visual of that when you think okay say every dish in your house has been used and you're a minimalist there's not very many dishes sitting on the counter right right and so uh the the mental space that that helps to um free up in your brain is just phenomenal and so to to whatever degree we're willing to you know declutter Mm -hmm. is the degree we're going to actually free up more space in our brain to be accessible to the people we love and and I think a lot of times guilt also or whatever capacity we're experiencing the guilt but mom guilt in particular comes from mental clutter Mm-hmm. right we can't we're kind of frozen you know like we can't think about one more thing because our brains are going to explode right
0: mm-hmm. and
1: so you know free up that free up that space in your brain right however you can uh however you can do that you know and that's a you know order would be a great topic for uh, of conversation um but i think that we are we feel better as human beings by having order right
0: right you know
1: and on the other side of the coin just a quick answer because this is going to be an episode coming up where we're going to talk about what if you're on the other end of the spectrum where you're way more likely to um to be very aware of tidying up your house and and um you know uh that everything's in its place and whatnot to the detriment of of perhaps, you know, the relationships with your kids, right. Or doing, you know, things, nice things with your kids. And so that's an episode we're going to deal with in the next few weeks, which I think is a really great topic because I think it has its own whole set of, um, whole set of issues. But uh, you know, again, you know, where's the balance, right. So, so do I feel better when I just go outside, right. Is that, is that because I'm actually out of the house and I'm not thinking about the mess that's being made or whatever, that we can just go make all the mess we want outside right um you know but finding the balance in our brain about how to um how to take care of our brains well enough that we're not experiencing guilt on just a a regular daily basis right Mm -hmm.
0: yeah 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 Yeah. i think for me it's more of needing to be in control of something in Mm -hmm. you know in my home and cleanliness is a big thing for me And my house is not clean, mind you, Mm -hmm. but you know, it's like if, if I stay on top of the kitchen and the dishes, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and that's clean, um, and vacuuming is a huge thing that helps just make it feel clean. One thing I don't get though, is how, you know, like I could have everything, have a place all, you know, we don't have any tiny toys. Yet somehow I still find these really odds and ends of toys that I don't know where they came from. And that actually drives me crazy you know, as opposed to just, you know, blocks being on the floor or something. It's those little knickknacks that I don't know where they came from. I know.
1: You almost need a container. Like, okay, every time I come across one of those, I throw it in a container. For me, it was game pieces. Like just drove me nuts. because people Like the kids would put away a game, but then like three game pieces would get left out. So years ago, I just started a jar for random game pieces. Cause I'm not going to go looking for the game, you know, like whatever, you know, that's not my problem, but I just started this. Jar. it's a great big glass peanut butter jar uh-huh. and anytime I find a game piece or a spare card I just threw it in there so the kids knew where to look oh.
0: if they were missing a game
1: piece right <laughs> but it oh took all gosh. the angst out of it for me right I just kept it up high but so the toddlers didn't get into it actually interestingly enough my grandkids now when they come over it's one of their favorite things to do is for me to dump out the game piece (laughs) genre. there's all these random game pieces but they like to play with it (laughs) yeah
0: okay you just changed my whole life by telling me that (laughs) that's my my goal Oh my gosh. Well, I'm implementing that tomorrow.
1: <laughs> yeah. Here's another thing. This, this is along the same lines, but essentially in every room of my house, like not the bathrooms, but in, in a corner of my kitchen, in my laundry room, in my bedroom, uh, in every one of those rooms, I have a little catch-all bowl, uh-huh. right? So there are things that are just those random little things that you're kind of coming across all the time Yeah. that, that I can just throw it in the, the little bowl, you know, it's like a soup bowl size mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's kind of, they look nice because they're in it, but instead of things collecting on the counters, which drives me insane, um, I just pop them in that bowl. And then maybe, I don't know, whenever it's full, like every six months or year or one month, depending on how, you know, <laughs> much random right. stuff there is, yeah. I just dump it out and half of it gets thrown away, but I just dump it out and put the stuff where it belongs and then, you know, um, put it back. And so those little catch all, uh, containers in sort of main rooms of your house. So amazing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you yeah. know,
0: cause I know you told me about the, the pencil box, you know, I feel like that could also be a thing that you could use that can be tucked in a cabinet. So it's not out, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, those clip boxes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they can go in. a. I used to have in one of our houses, I had a, um, like a kitchen cupboard and all that kind of thing just went in a kitchen cupboard. And It was so worth it to me to lose the cupboard space so that all the kind of school stuff could just be put somewhere tidy right right you
0: know you know <laughs> I, I'm sorry to continue on this topic but at Chris at the end of the Christmas season when everything gets packed up I try in vain to make sure every single <laughs> thing gets put away right right well last year our little baby Jesus for the nativity that the kids kind of just get to play with was left out. So baby Jesus was on my kitchen windowsill for an entire year.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So funny, eh? I know. I'd share that too. Like, like, um, you know, you clean off the tree and you're whatever. And then you find something like in the couch cushion. So my husband vacuumed out last weekend, vacuumed out the couches. Uh-huh. And um, and there was like five uh Christmas hooks and ornaments in there. Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> seriously. Oh my gosh. Uh yeah. And again, that goes that's the kind of thing that goes in my little catch-all bowl. Yeah. So that the next time I you know, open and usually it's not till the next Christmas, you know, it right, right. can, can go away where it belongs. <laughs>
0: but I just didn't want to shove Jesus in a drawer or anything. So I figured it oh, would yeah. be better on a windows. <laughs>
1: yeah, <exactly. laughs> yeah um, our baby just was missing quite frequently.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, should we move on to the sure. kind of the part two of that? Is more mom guilt. Yeah. Yeah. Of not spending enough time with our kids, you know, like right. especially for families with multiples, it gets even harder, you know, to spend that quality time with yeah. each one, you know, especially when their interests are so different.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah, a lot for of sure. yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, for me that, you know, obviously, you know, was the focus of our day because I was homeschooling, but, you know, I felt, and I've told you this before, you know, I felt like if I'm one-on-one working with them in the morning and so that I have time in the afternoon to either do the fun things or do the housework or whatever that that dividing up of my time like focusing on one thing and focusing on another thing um, that you know you kind of spending that time then filling your children's tanks. Um, I want to just sort of make a note of this is that you know the whole method that I have of homeschooling with, you know, my, my major goal was that I should be able to educate my ch- children and fill their tank at the same time. Mm-hmm. Right. So when I sit down and do that one-on-one, the key to that is being nice. Right. So, you know, that, that this can be, um, it often people go through a process where they're kind of like getting their kids to do their schoolwork, do their schoolwork, hurry up, get your schoolwork done. And it's then they have to kind of build the relationship up again. Right. And so if you really focus and make that the time when you're kind and the time when you're nice and the time when you're reading and it's pleasant that there's their educational experience is pleasant that uh, I think a lot of the uh, guilt will be alleviated in that way because you've just spent your whole morning pouring yourselves into them, but not distract, not getting distracted with the dishes and whatever, plan a time. Okay. This other time is when I do my stuff, you know, in the afternoon, that's when I get my dishes done. I get my laundry done or whatever, Um, you know, plan that out. And that takes some discernment, I think, you know, so to, to, in order to, for us to avoid feeling guilt that we're not spending enough time with our kids, we need to make sure that we're spending time with our kids. Right. And not always saying, I just, I'll just be right back. I'll be right back. Right. Actually just let go of everything else. But as long as you have, you know, know that, okay, I'm going to get to that then when we fill our tanks, our kids tend to play better on their own. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, most of us, the very fact that we're homeschooling should alleviate uh, any mum guilt that you experience because um, you are, you're educating your children, you know, and thereby spending lovely time with them. Right. Right. Um, You know, if your school environment is is angsty, and then you feel like you need to really be spending more time with them, um, you know, not, I'm not saying you don't play with them because you educate them, but you know, or, or read to them or whatever, but um, that you've you've had this pleasant interaction with them. Uh, if it's not pleasant, that may be something that leads to guilt. Do you know what I mean? Because then you feel like, okay, now I have to also. Um, build this relationship up and do the things required to build this relationship up. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so, I mean, I think that planning time to get the work done is super important and just get done what you can get done. You can only do what you can do. Right. right? And so, but if you allow a, a portion of the day to, you know, to address that, then you, you don't need to have guilt about, the housework that's happening over here as you're spending time with the child, right? Yeah. So that we can, you know, there's just a much more sort of holistic um environment where say, say for example, you were um it was summer vacation, you know, and maybe you spend, okay, we spend we, you know, your kids are with you and you're in the garden, your kids are with you and you're um just enjoying each other's co- each other's company because it's not the pressure of school, say, right, you know, education that you're you're just more relaxed and so you know you can just oh okay let's go and do the things we want to do in the morning let's go to the lake let's go you know um visit some friends you know however you choose to spend quality time with your family right um then you know you know you're going to get have time later on to do the work so your interactions are pleasant therefore the people are happier for longer later on when you're actually trying to do the work right right and of course if you have very small children you know an hour's worth of work takes about three so you know you have just you have to factor that in but, right. you know, if we, the less we can burden ourselves with, um, you know, getting the work done, like mm-hmm. the school work. you know, that that's, that's a less of a burdensome task and more of a, a blessing and a gift of, of a choice that you make to interact with your children in this particular way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right? Um, I know I can tend to feel guilty. Um, cause you know, we do do that sit down work and you know, I feel like it is pleasant. I don't get irritated or yell or anything like that. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, um, maybe if my kids are having a rough day and they feel more frustrated, you know, that's where that kind of tougher time comes. But, um, today, for example, my six-year-old, um, was like, mom, do you want to play a game with me? And I kind of was telling them, you know, I'm not really in the mood to play a game, you know? And like before I could continue with either, okay, but I will, because I love you or, you know, let's do this instead. He just immediately started pouting and crying and, you know, <laughs> and, and it's like, you know, like, I, I wouldn't characterize that as manipulation. It was more just like disappointment, you know, like, yeah. like yeah. okay, I wanted to do this with you. Um, but that's just kind of the thing. I don't want to play a game every day, you know, like, right. yeah. And so that's kind of where my guilt sets in, you know, is my denying him this specific, you know, experience, should I feel guilty over that? Or is it okay to say, no, we're not going to do that today. You know, we can read books or, you know, do something else. And so I get guilty over that. Yeah,
1: of course. You know, of course it's, uh, we can totally say, no, I'm actually, you know, um, really don't want to do that today. That would, um, you know just be not my the activity I would choose, but I'll do something else. And yeah, maybe they're gonna be disappointed, but that's okay, you know, if you know you're putting in time with them, or if you say, you know, maybe like you you hate playing games or you hate playing tag or you hate, you know, a particular thing. You know, you can say, you know what? I'm willing to do that a couple times a week. So maybe we could do that on Tuesdays and Thursdays, or maybe we could play tag. My kids, for some reason, loved me to play tag with them. And (laughs) I don't like to play tag really, but I did it, but I wouldn't do it all the time. Sometimes I'm just going to play tag with you because that's fun for you. Um, But you know, we can also balance that off with me saying, actually, I'm just gonna let you guys play tag on your own today. And I'll play with tag with you tomorrow, or, but actually follow through, right? Right. You know, yeah. but we don't have to, we don't have to do all the things. And I think it's one of the things that we can really weigh us down as homeschooling parents, is that we can feel like, responsible for all of their needs, right? Mm-hmm. And first of all, some of their needs can be contracted out, you mm-hmm. know, um, like a need for sports or a need for, a games night or i need four crafts you know some of those things can be contracted out to other people right yeah. whether it's just a friend that you share that with or whether it's a um you know a class they take or something like that that's that's perfectly okay you know we're we're filling their needs they have they do have needs they have needs to be cuddled they have needs to be read to they have needs to be for physical needs you know all kinds of stuff but we we don't have to be the sole person. Mm -hmm. to be fulfilling all those needs right right and so it's okay i mean as long as as long as we're kind about it right like actually i don't want to do that right now but um but i'll do that with you tomorrow or this afternoon i'll do that after i've had a little rest maybe i'll do that with you you know and and that's okay and um you know i mean i think it's also okay to just give them a big hug and say oh you wanted me to do that right now yeah that was hard that's a big disappointment when i say no
0: yeah (laughs) you
1: know um yeah so i hope that's helpful yeah I think
0: it's going to take a little bit to not feel guilty (laughs) over that though.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, especially,
0: especially if that's something that I know that they, they really truly value, you know, just to deny that. And, you know, like I can't say yes every time, right. There are things that come up. There's, you know, like half the time I'll have to say no to specific games just because his two-year-old sister is just going to come bullet all over. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so he gets disappointed when I won't play the games with the huge setups. And it's like,
1: (laughs) another thing too, is that we can say, okay, you know what? I can't play a game every day. Right. Um, you know, whatever your reasons are for that, you, you don't need to share your reasons. You could, if you wanted to, but, um, you could also say, but let's talk about what would be reasonable.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Right. Do you think if I played a game with you twice a week, that that would be reasonable Mm -hmm. and they might say, no five times a week well you know i'm not okay with five times a week but i could be okay with two or three times a week would you rather two or three (laughs) you know and um and make it a a kind of a problem solving effort um and then you know actually follow through and maybe they keep a little chart where they check off when you've played a game with them you know and and okay this week i've checked off two checks so yeah we've done we've done that and then you when they come to you with another game it's like oh look i already did the two games this week Right. Not that they're not going to be disappointed. They may still well be disappointed, but we can, you know, just say, yeah, that's, that's hard. Two's my limit right now. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Some good advice. (laughs) Um, well, how about, what about dealing with the guilt of being, um, either too kind of loose with the kids or too strict with our kids, you know, or if we're too loose, worried that we should be more strict, you know,
1: like, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a tough one, you know, because I think, again, so much of this goes back to kind of discernment on the part of parents. That's I mean, you know, oftentimes we think, oh, maybe I shouldn't let them do that or or maybe I shouldn't be so I shouldn't say no about that thing, you know, and I think, it, first of all, with your first child, you tend to be way more strict than you are, you know, as you go down the line with your kids you know and that's normal and natural you're going to have sort of tighter boundaries with the oldest one and as time goes on you're going to think actually you know what i i don't think that's as big of a deal like with our oldest you know oldest couple of kids like watching movies that was just we just did not watch movies it was so rare that we did that and as it went on you know it was like okay as long as we choose well you know uh the you know odd movie or watching a um you know, a kids TV show or whatever, occasionally, it's just, it's just not a big deal. It's going to loosen up on that. Right. And I think that's just the natural progression of parenthood, you know, yeah. b- because we get a comfort level with something that, um, that we've never experienced before and so of course we're going to be a little more you know like you're learning to water ski you're going to be very uh tentative and very careful you know and the more you do it the more you're going to ease up and um you know be a little more willing to take risks in a sense right right because you kind of get to know the boat you get to know the driver you get to know what this is like up on the water you know so um that's certainly one option uh of, of you know, how, how things roll in terms of our, in terms of our, um, strictness or, or laxness. Right. Yeah. And so again, I think that we, that it's so worthwhile to sit down with a spouse and say, you know what, I kind of feel like I don't know what's okay and what's not okay. You know, what do you think? Right. Like, cause you can, you know, you're, you get to decide the rules in your own home. There's universal rules for sure that are, you know, when we go to someone else's house, we don't uh, go searching in their fridge. We don't, you know, um, you know, wander around their house without, uh, you know, someone from that household with us, you know, we, there's certain things you don't do, right? Um, You know, so we sort of know there's, there's basic cultural norms. But then there's also things like, you know, um, wandering around with food uh, you know, jumping on the couch, um, things that are, you know, maybe okay in your house, but not okay in someone else's house. And you get to decide what the rules are, but sometimes we think, am I, am I teaching them a bad habit by letting them do this thing? Right. And, um, I think that that just requires some discernment. Okay. What, what's okay. Let's talk about our kids at this age. Okay. Right right now what they want to do things. Some things really bug me, like jumping on the couch, super bugs me. Okay. Don't let them. Right That's mm-hmm. something not that they're gonna break the rule all the time, but then, like, oh, no, down you go, you know, can't jump on the couch, down you go, um, you know, whatever it is that you th- decide is okay or not okay, um you can just nicely deal with that issue, and um, you know, but it's also like if you think, okay, well, I don't really care if they jump on the couch, we're gonna replace it in five years anyway, it's just an old couch, I don't really care, yeah, so you know, there's no rule book saying. Jumping on the couch is an okay activity for your kids or, or jumping on the couch is not right. Or jumping on your bed or or whatever, um, you know, certain things that kind of make us crazy. So I think it's important for a husband and wife to actually sit down and say, you know what? I, I hate watching the kids walk around with food, right? I just feel stressed because their sticky hands are going to get on the furniture or they're, you know, I just never know where there's going to be peanut butter or whatever. So, you know, you have to decide those things Right? how okay are you with, with, um, that's, I, now I forget the original question. <laughs> oh, about whether you're too lax or too strict, right. right? And so I mean, I think in a sense, some some part of, you know, marriage is kind of hammering out what you're okay with, because sometimes you're totally okay with something a lot of times it comes from your family of origin, and your husband's not okay with it. So you have to kind of come to some common ground is like, okay, you're not okay with this, I am okay with this. So how do we manage the situation? Because, um, you know, then there has to be some give and take. Like, you know, if one came from a much stricter background and one came from where you could just anything goes, you know, you have to sort of find common ground with that, right? Right. Um, So I think that that in that will help alleviate some of the guilt of that by actually sitting down and deciding what's okay or not. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. Or if say, for example, um, you know, you, you're nagging your kids, you're telling them something to do over and over and over again that, you know, between you and your husband say, okay, well, I, uh, you know, nagging, we know nagging is not good for anybody. So how many times do I reasonably ask a child to do something before I intervene? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and so maybe that's a matter of, you know, deciding, okay, it's like, I'm going to say it once, maybe twice. And after that, I either just pick them up and bring them aside, or remove the thing that they're not listening about. Um, or I take over the situation or whatever. Um, you know, this isn't working. I've already said, no, you know, I've already said you have to put the game away. So I'm putting the game away, you know, end of story. Right. right. And, um, uh, so I think that, that, walking with our spouse through what is okay and not okay will help us find the kind of the golden um, place where we're comfortable about what goes on in this house and what doesn't, you know, I mean, sure. um, and that's, it's hard, right? It's, it's really hard to take two separate people from two completely different backgrounds and find the common ground of what's okay and what's not okay. But those conversations are so worth it. Yeah. Right. Cause I mean, that's a real sore point in, in marriage, you know, like what, how you handle your kids, right? right? How you, how you discipline.
0: Right. I agree. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, well, do we want to tackle one more? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, since this is kind of about cozy homeschooling, um, <laughs> how about, uh, dealing with the guilt of, um, you know, that fear that we're not teaching them enough of what they need to know, or I guess our perceptions right. of what they need to know
1: right yeah again i mean i think that um we first of all need to um you know be really aware of of our child's timetable right we need to surround our people ourselves with people who um, are going to support us in our Quest to allow the child to learn at the pace that they learn at, right, mm-hmm. and to be okay with where they're at, right. And I mean, ideally, in most situations, most children are learning, you know, are moving forward, right? Right. Um, you know, if there's a stall and you're concerned about that, you know, education, like with your son, you know, that's okay. You have to sort of take a different approach. But in terms of the the guilt of that, first of all, I think we need to um, surround ourselves with people who are talking the language of non guilt. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know, obviously, our podcast. There's many other, um, you know, podcasters out there who are who are going to support parents or bloggers or speakers or YouTubers or whatever who are going to support parents in that quest to be just respectful of a child's innate uh, framework that they're going to learn in, right? Mm-hmm. And so that can be one of the biggest things that we can do for ourselves to to alleviate. Um, you know fear or guilt about where the child is at mm-hmm. right um you know and and the kinds of messages that you're going to be hearing from those things are are going to support you and sort of affirm you that okay you know my child is first of all pretty normal cuz the age of reading can be anywhere from you know 3 or 4 to 11 or 12 that's normal that's the normal range of things um a child can you know uh address certain math skills some kids very young some kids you know it'll be six years later that they're actually able to you know and unless there's a learning disability they you know all kids will be able to do that at some point but they will very much be on their own timetable depending on how their brain works right Right. so I think kind of surrounding ourselves with um, people that are going to affirm us rather than not affirm us. One of the things that you have to be very sensitive to in terms of guilt and fear, is that if you are using a curriculum that is causing you to feel guilt, get rid of it, mm-hmm. right? If you feel like this curriculum, your child's not measuring up to the curriculum, you know, it's not gonna do you any favors unless you're right. very comfortable with just saying, oh, well, we'll just skip this section or, you know what? we'll just tear that page out. You don't need to know that right now. We'll try that again in six months. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, But curriculum can be a very guilt and fear inducing thing. And you have to have a relationship with curriculum that is well ordered. Right. So the relationship being this is here to serve me, not to make me think that my child isn't isn't, um, you know, on track because they maybe can't do this particular section of the book or they're not keeping up with this aspect of the curriculum. Right. Right. You know, and so if if something isn't serving you, a program, a curriculum, um, a voice, you know, from outside saying he should be doing X right now, you know, those things you you need to just put those things away from yourself. And it doesn't mean we get a bit hung up on curriculum because we spend a lot of money on it, right? right. And so, you know, you don't have to get rid of it you know, if you think it might work for another kid, it might, you know, whatever, but but put it away. Um, you know, maybe in six months, everything will be different or two years from now, everything will be different and it will be beautiful and really mesh with your child, mm-hmm. right? But don't let it own you because a lot of, I, I would say the most thing, the, the most common thing I've ever heard from homeschoolers is like this this guilt surrounding curriculum that the kid isn't keeping up to the yeah. curriculum, right? right? And so that's such a... Um, a difficult place to put ourselves in and that's just going to breed guilt and concern and sure. um, make us feel inadequate. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that's a wrap for okay.
1: tonight. Well, that's great. Well, hopefully that's uh that's some helpful ideas anyways, about, about mom guilt and um, right. You know, we all feel it. through it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it doesn't like, you know, this is not, this is, you know, good news and bad news I guess but you know even as a a mom to adult kids you know you feel bad even because they carry burdens right and I mean we're human we have burdens but you you just kind of wish you could carry it for them and you can't Mm -hmm. right and you can you know support them and love them and um maybe there's practical things you could do to help them but but ultimately you know even at this stage of the game you know I have to think okay you know what I can't feel guilt about that because you know, it's, it's not my burden to carry. And, um you know, I can pray for them, I can love them, I can um, support them in whatever way I can. But, you know, this is unfortunately something that isn't my domain,
0: mm-hmm. right.
1: And it's just constantly reminding ourselves and, you know, again, just what sort of one last word on this is, that planned time away to actually reflect on your life and your family is a really important thing planned. And I don't mean you don't have to go away from the house, but planned time alone, you know? And for me, that was never very much time, but I definitely needed a weekly couple of hours where I could just kind of regroup, and consider you know the blessings that I have and where everybody was at in an objective way because being away from our family helps us to be more objective right you know another thing that can help us with objectivity is actually just running things across other people like a a friend you know if you have a friend that you can talk to who's just okay um you know I feel like you know x y and z is just not working in my household and I'm feeling so much guilt about it Mm
0: -hmm. that that
1: person can you know just say hey well that happened to me and you know Um, you know, and you can sort of alleviate your guilt together, because guaranteed that friend is going to have, you know, her areas of guilt as well, right?
0: Right. So, you know, our spouse and friend, yeah. I have a a good friend here who's a homeschooling mom, and she and I um, will at least touch base once or twice a week where it's like, hey, this is what we did with our kids today. You know, it's like kind of like accountability helping to keep us on track and also almost like a way of putting down a review for ourselves of what we did. And, you know, so I I love when we do that and,
1: um, Oh, it's so good for us. Right. And and so important. Um, another thing too, is, is, you know, writing everything down or taking pictures. Like if, if iPhones had been around, you know, back in the day, when I started, I would have taken a picture of everything we did, every block tower, every, you know, game we played everything, because what a great visual record of what you've actually accomplished. Right you know, and, um, you know, just for your own records and just dump all that into an album, you know, yeah. um, school year, 2020, 2021, you know, and dump all that in an album. Cause at the, at the end of the day, you know, when you look back at that, at the end of a day or a month, you'll think, Holy smokes, we did a lot of stuff. Yeah. Right. And, you know, um, there's a lot that we, you know, might not fall what we don't think of as a school, but it all is right.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally.
1: Yeah. All right. So we should wrap it up, but, um, yeah, it's a good topic. Yeah. I agree. Okay. So we will see you next week. And um, yeah, don't forget to submit questions. If you have them, we'd be happy to add them to the list. Thank you. Hey, good night.